You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Thank you for tuning in to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and this is a segment of PTM Missions News. I wanted to give you an update about some of the missions work that's going on in the Middle East and also in Europe amongst Iranians that are living in Germany. Brother Petros lives in Germany and travels back to Turkey very frequently to do missions work. And while he's in Germany, he's also doing missions work as well. And he has made many contacts, and he's working throughout the country. Recently in the city of Vural, Germany, he baptized six people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ there. And in Eskishahir, Turkey, he baptized seven people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are new believers that have come to faith in Christ recently over the last uh, six to nine months, and they hadn't been baptized yet, so... Brother Petros spoke with them and talked to them about their faith and their testimony and found out they're genuine believers and baptized them. So we're so thankful for Brother Petros' ministry. Brother Kayvon in Esparta has been uh, doing the work, pastoring there, and he he has baptized. At one point in time, he baptized about 40 people at once. And recently he led a few people to Christ in his church there in Esparta. And he's in the process of starting a church in the city of Antalya. So we're so thankful for that. We praise the Lord for that. And on our upcoming trip in July, the Lord willing, we'll be going to a few different cities to begin the work of planting new churches there in in several different cities. So we ask for your prayers as we get ready to do that. If you have any questions for us about the missions work, how you can help, how you can get involved, email us at info at ptmradio.com, or you can call us as well and leave a voicemail, and we'll get back to you on the show or personally. And that number you can reach us at is 612-293-6846. Thank you so much for listening to PTM Missions News. And we will have a break, and we will come back and start part two of our interview with Brother Matthew Riddell. LivingGod.com is a wonderful website that's run by several pastors, two of them being Brother Tim Pruitt from Louisiana and Brother Jason Watkins from South Carolina. The purpose of the site, LivingGod.com, is to demonstrate to you that Jesus Christ is still the same today as he was in the days of the Apostles. They have some marvelous testimonies, one from Brother Dwayne Lawson about the supernatural that took place on his missions trip to India. They also have the testimony of Brother Craig Boer, who was mightily delivered by the power of Jesus Christ. AlivingGod.com also has doctrinal videos bearing record of the vindicated teachings that God delivered to us through the message of Brother William Branham. I highly recommend alivinggod.com. Use it for edification for yourself and also use it as an outreach tool. That's alivinggod.com, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. 
Welcome to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars. This is a ministry of Present Truth Ministries, and you can find us on the web at presenttruthmn.com. If you have any questions or feedback or any subjects you'd like us to cover, please call in at 612-293-6846 or email us at info at ptmradio.com. This is part two of a three-part series that we have with Brother Matthew Riddell. He does local outreach and missions in British Columbia, Canada, and he's attending the church Bible Way there in Cloverdale, where Brother Ed Biscoll is the pastor. Last time we had him on, we discussed local missions, and we want to go a little deeper this time. So thank you for coming on, Brother Matthew. We are going to cover kind of the fear issue. People are afraid. Uh, when it comes to witnessing. They're afraid to start. They're afraid to continue. And we want to talk about how can we overcome that. And we want to talk about some of the nuts and bolts of witnessing. How do you do it in a one-on-one basis? How do you do it on the streets? How do you do it on a county fair? Um, How do you do it in general? What's the approaches to take? Uh, So, Brother Matthew, why don't we start with that? The, The main things that people are fear in witnessing and, and how and why we must overcome it. Yes, God bless you, Brother Jason. It's so good to be here. One of the things I think I'd like to do here is start off with a quote of Brother Branham and, and witnesses. And, it's, and Brother Branham says, And God help us to see the day when men will be just what they are. You know, I'm, I say this with all respects. It isn't our city full of bootleg, bootleg joints that's hurting us here's what's hurting us is more than ever is people who are professing to be Christians and not living like it. That's the thing. See, they're not a correct witness. They can't witness until they have an experience. And when they have an experience, then they become a witness automatically Mm -hmm. because they are born again. And all of the things of the world, old things have passed away and all things have become new. Then you become a witness unto Jesus. And that's something I think is a key part of getting the fear out of witnessing is if if by God's grace he's come by our way and we have a true experience and and we know that we know this is the truth as we said in the last segment then it just flows out of you now we're all human we have different personalities we have different characteristics we have different comfort zones and there's certainly it's normal to have fear of rejection Mm -hmm. or you know going into a downtown core or maybe even in your local community or a city that maybe everybody knows you or whatever there's it's it's out of your comfort zone to all of a sudden to stand on a street corner or in a trade fair or some type of uh, mall and all of a sudden just start witnessing and passing out tracks. So mm-hmm. how do you get rid of the the fear of witnessing is by doing it, by going yes. out with people and, and people, other believers from the church, and there's strength in that. There's strength in numbers, whether you only have a half a dozen that can go. I mean, we've been blessed and privileged. Some of our outreaches will have 60, 80 people that will come from our congregation, oh, and it's just, it's just incredible when we meet at the church and we have things all organized, and we get ready to head on to the front lines, as I call it. Yes. You know, we've had many people that were scared to death, uh, many people that said this is not their thing, or whatever the, the rejection or fear was, but I'll tell you what, all it takes is one time for God to use you and have somebody come up and ask you a question and say, what is this, what are you doing, or comment on the, the godly-looking young, we have 
little girls that come out that are 8, 10 years old, or we have mm-hmm. senior sisters in our church that have come out that are 80 years old, you know, so yep. this is not just for the brothers, this is certainly for the sisters as well, mm-hmm. so I think that would be the best way how to overcome the fear. So if I can g- get a, a little nutshell to that, and it's been my own experience as well, plan something. Absolutely. Fi- fi- find another believer and plan to do that, whatever it might be. If it's at the mall, whatever you feel led to do. This isn't to say we're creating a program. Programs will fail, but the Word of God never fails, and He tells us to go out by two. So that's intentional. That's teamwork. Frankly, it doesn't say schedule something, but when you have two people involved, you should schedule something. We had to schedule this time to meet, and sometimes we had trouble getting to that, (laughs) Brother Matthew. But... Again, be intentional about it. Pray over it. Plan over it. Go ahead. Yeah, I think another key ingredient is do not fear about knowing all the answers. I don't think all of us can answer every question. Unless it's God sovereignly sending somebody by your way, you take no thought then. It's amazing Mm -hmm. how God will bring things to your remembrance. He'll use your mouth. He'll say things you didn't even hardly even know you knew. But I think the key part of it is, is to, you know, take no thought. Just go. As the prophet said, you know what? Just tell them how the candle got lit. Yeah. And that's if you can't, you know, lay out all the doctrine and all the different things, and not everybody can. doesn't mean you don't understand or it's not revelation. Everybody's different in how they're made. Mm-hmm. But just go out and just tell them how the candle got lit, you know. And like one young man said recently in one of our outreaches, couldn't say a whole lot of things. He passed a message track book, and he said, this changed my life, mm. and I was profound. I thought what he said just in a, one small sentence could take some of us brothers 20 minutes to get across. <laughs> exactly. It was out of the depth of sincerity, and it has an impact when that uh, happens. Absolutely. You know, you hear people in, in multi-level marketing will use that kind of same kind of idea, and I always hated that whenever I would hear people say that because it's uh, they're trying to sell something that, may or may not work for somebody, but we know when we're giving someone the message book, this is the truth. We have a revelation of it. It's the reality. We tell someone out of the depths of sincerity that this literally changed my life. We can testify that. We can tell how that happened, and it can change their life as well. This does work for everybody. Absolutely. Going back to uh, to just getting the, the the real clear answer on your question earlier is, I believe one of the most important components of of planning a outreach or witnessing in an area is prayer. Yeah. Is uh, I, I I I never try to go anywhere without literally sometimes weeks of just Lord, is this where you want us to go, Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, just want it to be your perfect will and the right day because. I can't begin. We would never have enough time to share the incredible, amazing testimonies of where the Lord has just led me to go. The team follows where I feel to go, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And the people he has allowed to cross our path on those days, it's nothing sort of supernatural. Mm-hmm. So I think a big part of the of the witnessing and, and, and is the preparation and the prayer of where to go yes. and when to go. And then... There's and the for whole how long component. to go? Pardon me. And for how long to go? It could be an ongoing thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because we we've been to some areas once, and we've been to some areas multiple times, 
and it's just God's grace that, that sends people our way. And the variety of people, what's amazing is how God puts on different people's heart within our congregation to go, and then it's that person that God put on his heart to come and join the team that day is who God used. And it's amazing, it's just almost, to me, supernatural. God will allow various ones from our church to come because he already pre-planned and he knew who would talk to who. Yeah, amen. So this is something that some people fear. Do you preach on the streets? Do you have to preach on the streets to do this? And do you do it? No. At at this point in time, we've done a lot for a lot of years. We've never got to a point where we preached. Mm -hmm. We have certainly sang. We've had a lot of our group that have sang and played instruments, and that gets people stopping by, really gets their interest. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were in a part of what's called Chinatown, because we have Chinese books that are translated, and we were in a Chinese area of our big city here, and our group was singing, and I had been out in another part of the area with some brothers, And as we were walking back towards what we call home base, and that's something that we might cover just briefly here, is when you do go out into various cities and towns, we've always found it very, very successful to have what's called a home base, an area where you bring all your bins or however you're bringing your materials and stuff, and you have a home base and Uh have people kind of man that home base and then branch out to various blocks and areas of the surrounding area. So as I was returning to home base, we heard this singing just working its way. Like we were literally blocks away, and it's something that I wish now we had video, but the impact of hearing all these godly brothers and sisters singing with all their heart was just something that that uh, you can't describe the joy and the impact that had. Oh, wonderful. So how do you approach someone? I mean, I think I think that's a fear that people might go out and they stand there, but how do you... How do you go up to someone? How do you approach someone? Do you wait? Do you just pray? Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, it's a very, very important part, Brother Jason, is is there are so many different, if you want to call it, approaches, one-liners, statements, phrases. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd say initially most of the conversations that take place and the witnesses take place is by asking a question. Mm-hmm. You have somebody walking by, and for example, when we're passing out tracks, sometimes we'll say, here's a gift for you, or God bless you, are you a Christian? Or mm-hmm. this could give you eternal life. Or there's a whole variety of various statements or questions that you can ask, and if you aren't sure what, we can certainly follow up on that. But I'd say that the number one success story, so to speak, is is we always tell our people to come dressed on business for the king. Come in your best. You know, have to walk around in downtown in your suit and tie. But I tell you what, one of the couples that, that came in by God's grace through one of our outreaches walked by, and we had maybe about 10 of our young people lined up in a witness booth. And this this man just, he couldn't believe the signage. He didn't even notice but he noticed these billboards, these live billboards of the message. <laughs> and he's just like, where are you guys from? The next Sunday he was in church, and now, well, three years later, him and his wife have been baptized. And wow. I don't know if there's any real right or wrong thing to say when somebody's walking by. Have a big smile on your face. Don't, you know, don't be, you know, it's sure, you might be nervous, but try not to look like that because mm-hmm. people see that. If you look like you're enjoying yourself and you're, 
you're positive and you're sure of why you're there and what mm -hmm. you're doing, people pick that up. They pick up the body language, they pick up the facial expressions, and and you know, there's different ways you can greet people. I don't know how many people have just been so encouraged by saying, God bless you. Here, I have a gift for you. This will take you closer to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, they're going to, you see it right away. And it's amazing some of the doors that will open by just saying a few phrases, a few statements that gets them thinking. Mm. You know, do you go to church somewhere? And if you do, then that opens up a whole conversation because a lot of people go to church somewhere, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So there's a lot of different phrases that you can state to start the ball rolling, so to speak, to get the conversations going. Absolutely. So we're really blending in all the questions I had for you that we wanted to cover on this second uh, segment here. But give us some more about the nuts and bolts of witnessing. Yeah, the nuts and bolts, uh, obviously, one of the key components that we haven't mentioned yet is you have to have something to give them. Mm-hmm. So you can go out in the street and talk and witness, and sometimes that happens, but I believe one of the major, major failures that we can do is God sends somebody our way, and we have nothing to give them, mm -hmm. or don't get their phone number, or give them our phone number. So follow-up is crucial, but one of the key components of witnessing outreach missions, local missions being successful is you have to have materials. You have to have tracks. We've developed a lot here locally that we could certainly get your way or at least send you links and PDFs, etc., which uh, mm -hmm. Jason will give you the contact information later. But mm -hmm. I say a key part of this is to, is to have the tools prepared to give. And, you know, if, if you're from a church or an area where maybe resources are not a lot, if everybody just pulls their, their resources together a little bit, it's amazing what you can put together in a short period of time mm -hmm. and, and have the right tools to give the people. That's a key part of it is to have a, have a tool, a yeah. spiritual tool to give people. And then the, it's the preparation. You know, you want to have a, a label, of, of, of a contact label on each of your tracks yes. because from the local area, you want to make sure that your local pastor, your local assembly can be contacted if there's... Because it's amazing. The person you give the track to often doesn't end up keeping it. They give it to somebody else or they set it down somewhere and someone else picks it up and I could go on and on about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I want to talk more in detail about the tools. If we want to, you know, next time on part three, we want to talk about maybe four or five specific tools that you use and we want to give links uh, and suggestions on where the people can, can track those down and get those. So again, uh, we're going to link here to this episode a full detailed uh, rundown that Brother Matthew did at Believer's Christian Fellowship at some meetings they had there about outreach. And if you have any questions for him, you can email him at localoutreach at bibleway.org. And we'll come back next week on next week's segment, and we're going to talk about the tools, specific tools used for witnessing some testimonies. I think the testimonies will encourage you. This isn't just a, a theory that we're talking about here. This is born out of uh, years of experience of doing this. And then anything that Brother Matthew wants to add, perhaps something to further challenge us, we'll cover that as well. So thank you so much for listening to PTM Radio. This was our interview with Brother Matthew Riddell. Uh, come back next week for part three. If you have any feedback for us, please give me a call at 
293-6846. May the Lord richly bless you.